0: Hello, welcome to the second episode of this podcast. I'm very happy that the first episode received positive feedback from all of you. I'm looking forward for more suggestions over the upcoming episode so I can really improve. The guest for this podcast is a good friend of mine from the university. She's majoring in psychology and has an interesting perspective on a lot of things. We initially had a topic planned out, but things got out of hand and the conversation just went. But regardless, she was an absolute joy to talk to. Without any further wait. Let's welcome Abby. One, there we go. We're like,
1: what up? Hi guys. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine.
0: And how's the entire the lockdown quarantine? All these things, how's it going for you?
1: And it's pretty exhausting because there's nothing much to do in the house. But I feel like it's also a perfect time to actually um, spend time with ourselves. It's not a time that you find uh, when you're busy doing a lot of things. So I find like quarantine is a perfect time where you can spend time alone. You can actually learn about yourself and learn some cool skills too.
0: I mean, a lot of people are doing that, right? Like, like for me, I'm doing this online class, which has been known like I, I started an online class. I didn't do it yet, so there are like <laughs> people, people are progressing. Most, yeah, that's. Most, I think most of my time goes on social media these days.
1: Unfortunately for me too, it's it's like. It's like the only way out. There's nothing to do. Most people don't watch television nowadays because it's like boring or something. Because online, you have a range of options. You can do anything. You can play games. You can watch Netflix. You can do whatever. So it's like an alternative for t- television and all that.
0: And yeah. So like everybody's stuck to the screen. I see my home. Like everybody after their class online, they're stuck on YouTube watching some random stuff.
1: I know. It's like, oh my gosh. It's so useless though. I mean, we always say our oh, social media is so bad. It shouldn't be bad. And then it's like we leave YouTube out. It's like YouTube is also social media. It's like we're so addicted to it. And
0: YouTube, like watching. Yeah, dude. I, I go on like certain times, I go on like watching two, three hours of videos just because I'm bored.
1: I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane how much um, social media we use. So. So what about, like, how do you cope? Like, is there anything you do outside just social media? Oh, no. Media, well,
0: actually, I, I think, like, the most I've done outside social media is sleep, which is not good <laughs> in itself. I mean, like, at least with social media, I'm communicating with somebody. This thing, none. It's just I'm, like, hibernating the entire time.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's insane. So, I mean, talking about social media let's talk about like okay aside from just the addiction it's the obsession towards it like why are we so obsessed outside you know quarantine and all these things even when we're busy we're we're addicted to social media why what
0: I'm, I mean like it's it's like that's the thing right like with these thing, platforms like you tend to communicate with people and this communication becomes so rapid that that person's mm. texting you and you reply back to them. And it's like this constant back and forth communication that, that is in a way you're something, it's something new to you that you haven't experienced in person. Mm-hmm. Like
1: mm-hmm.
0: imagine communicating with somebody like miles apart from you and you can yeah. get an immediate response. That shit's beautiful. Yeah, that's,
1: that's very true. But I feel like our generation, I feel we take the addiction to a whole new level because it's like, okay, it's so new for us we're a generation that kind of transitioned into technology as compared to the previous generation so it's like we're we're spending more screen time than any other generation like gen z we're all about technology we're always on it i feel like it's bad even i am addicted to some certain extent i've gone like days where i'm just my my head is on my phone my screen and it's like I don't know. For what reasons would we be addicted aside from just you know being bored? I feel like there's other psychological issues that maybe people would be dealing with that is making them become addicted to social
0: media. I mean, there's some certain sort of influence, right? Like, as you're a psychology student, you shouldn't you know this better. Like, I mean, from my perspective, what I believe is like there are these influencing forces on social media platforms that not Mm -hmm. just only make you addicted with their content, these content, right? Like from somebody with a business background, I can say that this content is like thoroughly researched and Mm -hmm. what this content is, it is supposed to make people addicted to that content to propose a message or to get some financial gain from this. So we can see this a lot and like, you know, these political ads, right? But these are like, yes, yes not direct political ads these are like celebrity endorsements for somebody yes mm. in a way it is a political ad but what happens is because you're very much interested in other content you tend to believe yes. what they say and that has a negative influence on how you perceive reality
1: that's very true so as a psychology student obviously there's psychology in every aspect of um of every other subject, like finance, criminology, everything. You find psychology in marketing, psychology. It's like all about human manipulation, okay? Human beings are the core of just everything. We are an asset to these people. Without us, there's no social media. There's nothing. So learning about how these people who make social media, they intentionally make it addictive. These people in these rooms, they hire psychologists to study human behavior trends and all these things. Like something we learn in marketing is that they would put cameras in the supermarket to intentionally study what consumers like and what they don't like. And so that kind of helps them to know how to place their products and what kind of products Uh. to place for those, you know, Uh, customers so when you go to shop you're not only shopping for one thing you're gonna buy multiple other things so it's like a money thing the thing is with these people who are psychologists who are being hired by these social media companies like facebook instagram they're being they help these people i don't know the algorithms and all these things they make it so that you will spend more time on social media and you know the more time you spend on social media, the more money you generate for these companies because you keep seeing their ads and you know ads equals money and or revenue, whatever you say that. So it's like they intentionally make the app addictive as in as much as we say, like, oh, you know, it's not the problem of the apps or something like that. It's just human beings, us who are supposed to be responsible of how we use, you know social media and stuff like that but these companies intentionally they study human beings and what we like and what we want and so they they manipulate the system so that it's like you see what you want to see okay they like for example instagram the the chronological order of things they make the most popular posts like at the top of your timeline not in order of oh who's who's the one who posted first or something like that so it, it 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 is what it is. It's just like that.
0: I mean, I know certain things like you do you, have you realized before when you used to have the Instagram Before they updated everything, there used to be like a finite number of things you can scroll through. Like at a point it ends. Then they, like when they came to Facebook, when Facebook purchased it, what happened is they added something called the infinite scroll. So it Uh keeps on going and going and the content just generates below it constantly, like a Mm never-ending stream. So in that Mm -hmm. way, what happens is you don't know when the content is over. You might see things you've already seen before, but you'll still scroll to see like if there's something new. So that's one way of psychological manipulation that is well documented by Facebook
1: themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also one thing is also notification in psychology, you have this thing about colors and stuff like that and how it manipulates and how it kind of like affects the mind. So it's like they also use, you know, colors and stuff like that to get, Attention of, you know, you learn this in marketing. If you're like a marketing student, you learn this. Different colors mean different things. Yellow yeah, for yeah. this way. Yellow
0: for the, it all has perceived like a brand image sort of thing, right?
1: Yeah. So, like, you as a consumer, you associate it with something. Yellow is associated with happiness. Red is associated with, I don't know, desire. Or, like, let's say purple is associated with mystique. So, all these things, you know, they they do it like very systematically same thing with notifications have you noticed most of your notifications from social media are red oh yeah yeah, yeah red because like red triggers that response in your mind where you you want to click on that thing because it's like in it, like if notifications were like blue or any other color i don't think you would be like so much interested but it's they do it in a way where these notifications pop out in a certain way that makes you want to click on it. It's like yours. It's like a dopamine rush. Like, Oh my gosh, when is the next notification? What is the next like? What, when did someone see my post? Did someone see my story? So it's like you feel tempted to press on it. No matter how hard you try to resist. I mean,
0: I, I can, we can see this like clearly with Instagram, right? So in Instagram, mm-hmm. you have your direct messages, right? And yeah. when you have like five people direct messaging you, you'll have like this big, huge dot with a five on it. But then when mm-hmm. you scroll, there's no red color. It's just highlighted text. Like all the text is made bold. And you mm-hmm. actually, sometimes it, me personally, I don't open the text messages. I just scroll back and front just to get rid of the notification. But then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Then I have to go and open each one just to get rid of that notification yeah
1: that's that's so totally i mean like to an
0: extent we can all see it like we can see like how colors make a huge difference psychologically but don't you think like because these things right? these instagram facebook all these are businesses right and their goal yes. is to make money like shouldn't, exactly but in that case like you can't really blame them for making the manipulating the system because this system is based meant to Make them richer. So, in that case, like, what would you say to somebody who's consuming in like all this social media? and Like, how to keep themselves a little distant from being absorbed into it?
1: Like you said, it's not entirely their fault, but it also is their fault. I feel like it's like for both consumers and the companies to take responsibility. These co- these companies need to be like obviously they're not gonna say to you like oh we want to make money from you so we make these things addictive on purpose no but it's like they'll never be transparent with their users oh no but that that's
0: now. the thing though that's the thing though they are actually transparent about this so there's this concept called user experience right the entire mm. concept of user experience di- like revolves around how addicting an app can be made to the user so mm-hmm. we, we do, like, I've done, like, prototypes for my uh, startup idea. I've done yeah. prototypes and tested it, like, five, six people. And then I made mm-hmm. changes. Then I tested it with another five, six people. Like that, I've tested with around, like, 70 people. And what happens mm-hmm. is then we came came to the final iteration, which is, the most addicting application so the, this is it like a theory being taught by like in the it school it's a theory mm-hmm. that is very common in the startup world and all these things so even with like companies like facebook they're ready to come out and tell you how they do their user experience to teach other people to make addicting apps
1: because i feel like most people don't care about all those in like deep deep stuff so it's easy for them to like okay they won't go into research on the user experience or something like that unless you're curious and stuff most people they just use social media for the sake of it and they only see like surface level oh i'm addicted dude what is this this and this blah 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 but it's like most people don't think they'll be interested in learning too much about that because they just use, you know. It's just going... It's like going to a shop and you buy any phone as as long as it serves its own purpose. You're not interested in, like, other aspects, like the amount of gigabytes you can store or the camera quality or worse. Yeah, stuff like that.
0: I mean, like, to an extent, you can't really blame people also, right? Because, I mean, in 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 certain senses like you understand that people are easily manipulated so and there are people being manipulated on purpose also like you can see like like most of the people that i know who constantly use social media these people like they know they are being manipulated and they're just going along with it so it doesn't really make sense to try and preach how this is bad to them bad for themselves to them right
1: yeah yeah that's very true i feel like it's it's for you to know it's also for you for us users to be responsible on how we consume these things no like if you know knowingly that okay this system is made or designed to manipulate you i feel like that should open up your eyes on how you can um you know control yourself but i feel for those who are being manipulated and they don't know that's that's a whole nother story i don't know how to like take that but I feel like to some extent they also should take some sort of responsibility on how they consume these apps knowing the other consequences that come with it both mental and emotional you know issues that are being caused by overuse in you know social media and self esteem issues as well so I feel like those should be like the reasons why those who don't know should you know
0: like we can see mm -hmm. like there are things that when people misuse it the ramifications mm-hmm. do not only really go for them but it's like a ramifi- ramification ramification for everybody so i sent you this instagram mm-hmm. group thing right like that so it's not the only people who are part of that instagram group who are negatively affected it's every other person who's come across the news who has been yeah, abused true. in that group they're all affected, right? and we're like in a way we do not hold things accountable so like do you think like um, humans created this system wherein like you can do anything and not be held accountable under the freedom of speech or I something feel like, like that when
1: things go bad human beings don't want to take responsibility for that you know when things are good we do want to take responsibility for that we're like oh i did this but when it's uh, something bad human beings want to place the blame and responsibility on other people like oh this person is responsible like even if you look in like the Bible like in the Bible, maybe Islam, I don't know. Christians, like Adam, after he sinned, he blamed it on Eve rather than blaming it on himself that he ate the fruit, he ate the apple, but he had to blame Eve for that. his own wife, his own kin. So it's it's like normal human nature that we like to place responsibility on other people when things go bad, you know? So it's like that
0: do you think do you think that the like now on social media platforms you are not necessarily yourself right you can create a fake account for yourself and be a completely whole person in that case do you think like it further helps people to be less accountable
1: and also being anonymous anonymity is like something that is just giving people this power to say whatever they want to say be whoever they want to be without actually anyone knowing it they know they are not going to face the consequences in real life and they know they would not say the same things if they were given the opportunity in real life to say these things like oh you're fat you're ugly like they would not so it's like you you find these people who are bored they're lonely they have nothing better to do they have nothing better going on in their life they find this platform where they they, where no one is holding them accountable for whatever they say or whatever they do and they will say anything because they know you're not going to do anything anyway you don't know who they are so being anonymous, it's it's insane. You can create a whole completely new persona online and no one would know that is you or not. It's insane.
0: See, I'm, I'm like a huge advocate for privacy and anonymity. See, I find like, I say like somebody who isn't misusing should have the right to be anonymous on your internet because not everybody. Just because I have an opinion and just because I don't want to get caught in legal issues doesn't mean I should be kept from saying that opinion, right? Like, what 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 basis is my opinion governed on? Like, let's say mm-hmm. because I'm in UAE, my right to free like, right to speech has been less because I'm I'm living in UAE. I want to abide by the laws of the country, so I'm uh-huh. quieter okay but if you take countries like india right where there's supposed freedom of speech mm-hmm. but the problem with freedom of speech in india is that like uh, there's so much tight governance on uh-huh. so-called freedom that like if you say something that opposes the ruling party mm-hmm. be it whoever it is if it opposes the ruling party what happens is they will consider it as a slander and a crime so in that case like i do not want to be Caught, caught in a slander case. At the same time, I want to express my opinion under the freedom of speech thing. So in that case, like I feel like anonymity is to an extent is important. I mean, people don't say stupid shit anonymous because they just want to create a huge ruckus. There are some. I feel like there is a, like an inbound motive that they're a, unable to express without mm, the anonymity. I
1: completely understand. See, on that perspective, obviously, anonymity in certain circumstances, like the ones that you gave is important because it's like your freedom of speech is being suppressed. That's good. But I feel like most of the time when we're dealing with anonymous people online, they are mal- they spread malicious rumors and lies online. That's the type of anonymous people we deal with online on a daily basis who say very negative things and they say bad things and that's the type of people we deal with not that they're not that it doesn't serve a purpose being anonymous is also good in itself you like you can spread a message and you know you don't have to be caught or suffer the consequences for expressing your own self in a way you know but also the type of people, the type of anonymous people we deal with online on a daily basis, most of them, at least majority of them, they're not really good people. At at least to my own experiences, I'd say.
0: You say that there are people who say mean things, or spread malicious rumors,
1: right. or and stuff like that.
0: Okay. Why do you think that happens? What, what What do you think is the motive behind? Because I believe like everything you do has a motive behind it. It's either like a bad motive or a good motive, but there is a motive. So what do you think is the motive behind, say, somebody who's purposely spreading malicious things and saying abusive things?
1: I don't know. These people, they are most probably bored. That's like the most common reason. But also, you know, there's a lot of people who are suffering from it. I don't know pain and stuff like that in their lives, so they're looking to take it out on someone. They're projecting their own insecurities and in as they don't know who they say who they wish to be like. Like for example, celebrities—they're the most common targets for you know such anonymous haters who talk you know useless things about them and tell them that oh you're not pretty and all you're not that but i come to realize that these people they're also they also have problems in their own life and they're just taking it out on people because the it it makes them feel better you know like the saying goes misery love misery loves company it's like they want to go down but they don't want to go down by themselves so you know being online is a space where they can Take out their anger and their anguish on other people without, you know, you know, without any consequences for that.
0: Do Do you think like these unnecessarily malicious, like purposely malicious things, should be taken down? Like, should be moderated by these platforms, like, like let's say Twitter or Instagram. If somebody is maliciously posting comment, do you think the Twitter or Facebook has a right? Like, to moderate this thing like is it right to do it no i'm not asking in a legal sense i'm just asking do you think it is morally right for them to do it
1: mm, i see well there we also have to like differentiate between like what is considered a malicious comment and what is considered a personal opinion sometimes you know there's certain opinions that people might not agree with And people obviously find it offensive, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is a malicious comment." Sometimes it could be a like, you know, it 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 depends on the perspective of people. What is malicious? Okay, obviously there are malicious comments that are just out of line, out of touch with reality. This they just it's there's no constructive criticism or no constructive thing written there. That's fine, but also there's certain people they will report something because they don't agree with it, not necessarily because it's like malicious in a sense so it depends like what people think malicious comments are and also what these companies set rules out for what like what is malicious comments to them what what where do you draw the line on what people say like it depends on what they've set the rules for (laughs)
0: So this is where it conflicts with me. So what happens is that like we have like these big platforms, right? Like Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. These are the platforms where people communicate primarily. There is no alternative to, to this, right? They've monopolized yes. communication to an extent, right? Yeah. So in this case, like what ha- what we see is people like Mark Zuckerberg and all these one top-level person making rules for the entire oh, world. Oh yeah. Like we didn't ask the person to make. That's true. We didn't ask. We didn't elect a person to make rules. But why is this one person who have who has monopolized communication is making rules for the rest of the world? Because there might be things that you might because we say we take things like uh, hate speech and racial slurs and all these things, right? Something that yeah. is hateful to you may not be hateful to. Behave. So in that case, like yes. something that is hateful. Yeah, something that is hateful to Mark Zuckerberg may not be hateful to me. So isn't it like fundamentally like striking out my right to communication? Okay, so we say that like something that is hateful to me may not be hateful Mm -hmm. to you. Something that is hateful to Mark Zuckerberg may not be hateful to me. So if I'm saying something that is hateful to Mark Zuckerberg under the assumption that it is not hateful and Mark Zuckerberg removes it. So isn't that like violating my right to communication? I think right to communication is quite an important because humans are communicating social beings. So in that case, like if you curb somebody from socializing, it is a crime against humans, isn't it?
1: Hmm, that's a very interesting insight, really. Um, Like, again, I said, like, it it really depends. It's it's very complicated. Indeed, it's like a monopoly where um, one person controls half of, like, the communication apps, and he has power over everything that, like, at least every app that human beings, you know, have for communication and it's like it's it's very complicated when we talk about like you know the freedom and speech and stuff like that you know some like like it depends you know for you you might feel like oh this is my freedom of speech and all that but you know to him he's like "Mm, nope this is this is not considered freedom this is just I don't agree with this it's not I don't deserve to give you that freedom to say what you want when I'm when I don't consider this thing that you've said is right.
0: So it's just like that. On that note, right, let's move on to a little bit of a tangent, okay? So we see there are kids using this platform, abusing it, right? Mm-hmm. Abusing, misusing it uh, to a lot of extent. Like, Is there a way like... W- in a way that like there are social media restrictions right you have to be 13 years old to get on it then when you're 18 mm-hmm. you get access to more features but these are easily broken by putting fake names and fake date of birth and all these things do you think there should be a better system to do this
1: uh and unfortunately i don't see that happening because it's like even for me i've done that like I've put an age that is not mine to get access to certain things. Obviously, not bad things, but it's just like there's certain apps or something you can't use if you're not, oh, you're not of age and stuff like that. One thing, it's it's gonna be so hard to tackle considering that the the fake profiles. It's just so hard. You could put the it's it's insane, dude. It's it's just like you could put like an age that is not yours and. Your profile just shows something different. That is something that these companies need to look into at this point. I don't think it is even possible to tackle that because you know these kids will continuously go on these apps and they're not even of age. Like, I just got followed, I just found this girl on my Instagram right now. She's like seven years old, and I follow her and I'm like, what is a seven year old doing on Instagram? She should be like playing games, and she's they're posting like pretty pictures of themselves. And there's so many pedophiles on these apps and they're just targeting these young little children. It's like it's a breeding ground for just these pedophiles to target these little girls and stuff like that. And af- aside from that, you know, this, I mean, yeah. this teenager teenagers doing stupid things on social media. It's like a way to get attention. There's nothing to it. It's like they lack attention from in real life from maybe their parents or they come from homes that, you know, that are not good so it's like social media is the uh, their only way they can escape reality or just gain attention it's like they just want attention you, you get what i mean it's it's an attention reading ground
0: yeah yeah i do i mean getting attention like in this age set right like we see there's children from f- seven to seventeen age that 10 year gap right for these people like attention is a huge deal right like they do stupid shit just to get attention like and like do you think they're also influenced by seeing other stupid shit to do more stupid shit these seven to 17 year old people kids right and what happens with these kids that like they see more people doing stupid shit to get attention they get attention and they tend to do that stupid shit to get more attention and end up fatal, right? So why do you think that? Like, how how are they easily perceived? Like, as a psycho, from a, on a psychology point of view, like, how do you think these kids are easily attracted to doing stupid things?
1: I don't know. Like, kids are like the most like vulnerable. Like our age group, or this is where we're most vulnerable because we're still developing. We're still children, but we're still developing into being adults and stuff like that. So we are naturally, we are naturally, uh, I think, copycats. Like we copy trends, we copy dance moves. You see, like everyone's doing it because everyone's does, like, people do stupid shit even on TikTok because they see other people do it. And this girl, she got caught for doing this racist challenge. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like her dad caught her doing it. And she forced her to apologize to her audience. And she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I did it because everyone else is doing it. So it's kind of like people are so, at our age, we're most vulnerable. We don't know any better. It's like we know better, but we also don't know better. Because it's like we're grown, but we're also children at the same time. It's a moment. It's like a it's almost like a we're purposely
0: avoiding it, right? Right. Like these kids are purposely avoiding certain
1: things. So it's like, oh yeah, nope. some people they do it for fun, yeah. and you know they're bored, and there's also <laughs> they're bored or something like that, and it's just like companies like companies they know that we're vulnerable like if you see a lot of these things like for music and stuff like that the biggest consumers of these things are like teenagers like people our age or like even tweens we are the ones who buy things we're the ones who set standards walls around young people so it's like it's so easy like when some like another teenager sees someone else do something it's so easy for them to be manipulated to do it because they because they think it's cool they don't put they don't rationalize too much about it they just go with their feelings you know we're, we're still kids we don't we haven't reached that part where we're like oh yeah I'm my rationalize this situation i'm not gonna do this and stuff like that. we're just it's just like certain things we don't put too much thought into it and we just go with it
0: do you believe like there is a do you believe there is a solution where we can effectively protect kids from doing stupid things and effectively effectively protect kids from being abused and all these things? Is there a way in your head like that can make it happen?
1: It's 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 very complicated. It's a good question though, but um again you know parents when it comes to like in real life parents are there but on social media they they, ha- they don't have control over their children you know their children can do whatever they want and kids like that freedom kids like the fact that oh I can do whatever the hell I want without my parents you know uh, monitor, monitoring me and stuff like that so it's it's gonna be very hard but I feel like again i don't think these platforms they have the time to go on every profile and be like oh this is a 7 year old this is an 8 year old let let's let's suspend her account but i feel like unfortunately there's no way to reverse yeah, this yeah there, there are
0: too many 7 years old yeah, there are too many 7 year olds to effectively actually do that because there's no algorithm that can do it because these are like supposed to exactly. be subjective uh, assessments of these things and there's nothing you can do about it
1: But rather than that, because we can't stop that, but I feel like we should tackle the problem of, you know, pedophiles on these platforms and people who manipulate these kids to do certain things that are not good for them. I feel like removing also certain content that is not good that children might see or certain content like explicit child images and stuff like that things that are explicit that contain minors and stuff like that i think that those can be tackled those are still a problem in these social media platforms where it's like you have these grown-ass men and some people running accounts that are just it's it's insane you know i saw an account where just they made an account of this young 15 year old in a bikini and they're just like this this thirsty old men just you know you know what i mean it, it, it's, it's insane I, mean, I feel like those with those yeah, we yeah, can yeah. stop mm-hmm. but when it comes to actually so, putting a boundary on how old you can be to join these platforms it's gonna be very hard
0: yeah actually but have you noticed something on instagram though so right now if you report a post for like being sexually explicit or okay so what i've noticed right now on instagram is that because of this covid 19 situation if you report a post for uh, exploiting minors or sexually explicit images or something like that you'll get a report saying that we cannot do anything about this right now because we are trying to tackle covid Uh, misinformation
1: oh yeah I've done that I've reported a couple of pages that are very questionable with their content they don't they don't match the community guidelines of Instagram and it's just like I've gotten that message and I'm like dude this this account is just it's really bad you can't keep this thing out here so I don't know I guess they're dealing with the Short of shortage of employees that are there because of this pandemic as well, and the inaccessibility to certain, um, you know, um, things that they may get in the office. They can't do that now because they're all working from home. But then I I say that it's like they should create an algorithm without the help of I don't know human intervention. I guess.
0: I mean, don't you think like this? particular time considering that this is the case don't you think like it would be easier for these really bad people to get on the platform and do more abusive things
1: oh yeah i mean they know they're not gonna get reported but you know so i guess i guess yes and considering that everyone is at home it's just like people are now on social media more than ever because they have nothing to do. So I, I say that maybe there will be a rise on, on certain, such things and I don't know how we can stop it considering now it's like hard to report these things because you wouldn't get a response back because they are trying to tackle COVID-19 crisis and it's just so insane. It's like, I've gotten, I've gotten like certain weird messages this time in my quarantine because it's like, everyone is at home and I, you can't do anything about it but just block these we can't even like report them because it's just like this time and I think it's gonna the system is gonna take a long time to recover because it's like okay fine COVID-19 disappears the the world is literally unstable right now to get people get back to work and everything is gonna be such hard work so it, it's insane
0: yeah it is it's, it's a tough time we're living in like, no doubt
1: Mm -hmm,
0: and with this I think it's like a I think it's a good place to wrap up otherwise like we can will be like I mean I was like it it, because like this thing about social media and all these things is a never-ending conversation this we've created ourselves a system that is easily exploited by a lot of people and it's just depressing to be honest
1: Oh, yeah. And if you know these companies as well, you know, collect our data through these apps to know what we like and what we want. You know, if you open your app, like in the app information, this is just to finish off. We get like these apps, we give them access to certain things in our phone that we don't even know. Like we give them access to our contacts, to our location. And our teacher, our social media teacher, told us that you, when you open your phone, you go to the application information, you see that you give so much access to certain applications through your phone using these social apps like why does your why does instagram need my loc? like okay location makes sense but why does it need my microphone what does it need like my camera to be on all the time and that's i think that's insane that these companies they can use this information for us or against us and i feel like maybe they'd use it against us because you know they're trying to make money at, at the expense of people they could kill us Oh yeah, and we easily give information to these people. That's insane.
0: Oh no, that's because like, if you really think about it, right? Like, if you download a new app, if you don't give these permissions, you can't really use the app.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, so it's like you. It, it's like a very symbiotic relationship, but like in a way, it's more dangerous to you than it is to them.
1: Oh yeah, true, 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 true. Well, it was nice discussing with you so, about all these things
0: yeah, absolutely
1: Good day to you I think
0: like i I think we have like one more conversation at in our pipeline, right?
1: Oh yes, yeah, that's true
0: Yeah, yep. let's go ahead with that, and this is nice talking to you. thanks for coming here. Thanks for doing this over Zoom i Thank it's unfortunate you. We are Thank doing this so- over Zoom. Right, <laughs> yeah, bye.
1: completely
0: fine. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. I promise you that the upcoming episodes have very different topics that do not really fall into the same category. I look forward to your comments, your thoughts, and absolutely anything. Reach out to me on Instagram at Insta4Podcast. That is Insta4Podcast. Thank you again, and I hope you have a fabulous day.